0: the lord everyone praise the lord it's good to be with you tonight to have bible study one more time i would like to greet all our online members and welcome i welcome you to christ Center church and our midweek bible study and all who are here in this building with me I greet you in the name of Jesus Christ. Good evening. It is always good to be in the house of the Lord. Thursday night, I always look forward to having Bible study, and I'm always here with my toolkit, and that's my pen, my notebook, and my Bible. There are some lovely nuggets that comes across to us, you know, every week. And this week will be no exception. We'll have the man of God come up and preach. Think about this. If every time we hear the preacher preach and we obey everything that we hear from the pulpit, when we obey everything we hear from the pulpit, just imagine how strong we will be. How focused we will be, Amen? Amen. We will be strong in the Lord. We would be about our Father's business. Amen. This week, our pastor and um, he led a team of scholars to um, California. to the CSTI graduation. You know, there are some um, people graduating and and they are there and we wish them all the best. We wish them, uh, um, you know, we pray for their safe return so that they'll be here and worship once more with us. And um, there are a few people that um, needs prayer this afternoon before we go straight into the, the word of God. So we're going to pray for them and we're going to move the service right along. Amen. Amen. So as customary, let us stand and we are going to pray. We're going to pray. Keep sister idea in your prayer. You know, it's, It's a difficult situation, and we just want God to continue to comfort her and her family. Amen? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come to you once more, Lord. We know that you are the King, King of kings and Lord of lords. We know, God, that you are the mighty God. You are the sovereign Lord. So we come before you, humbly, Lord, knowing all of this, that you are God, you made us and not we ourselves. Lord Jesus, we enter into your gate with thanksgiving and into your court with praise. Lord Jesus, we lift up your name because there is none like you, Lord. Lord Jesus, we thank you for everything that you have been doing and you continue to do in our lives, Lord. You have covered us, O God. You have made a way for us, Lord Jesus. You have kept us in perilous times lord jesus and we thank you lord and lord jesus tonight we come to lift you up we come to call upon your name lord because you are god all by yourself lord jesus i pray that you would cover this congregation with your anointing lord i pray O god that your peace that passeth all understanding will be upon us lord keep us O god strengthen us Lord, I pray that we will realize what it is that you have in store for us, O God. What it is that you have set for us to do, Lord Jesus. Father, I pray, O God, that we first of all will be soul winners, Lord. Reaching out to the lost, wherever we can reach them, Lord. I pray, O God, that we will look at others as a soul, precious in your sight, O God. So we, Lord Jesus, will not spare any opportunity to reach out to those that need to hear from you, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, those that have stepped away from you, O God, I pray, O God, that you would put it within us to reach out to them, Lord, and not write them off, O God. Strengthen us, O God, that we will continue to be strong in the Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Bless our family. Bless all of us that are represented here and online, O God. Strengthen us, O God. Let us be the pastors uh, in our family, O God. The man of God and woman of God in our family so we can strengthen them and lead them to you, Lord Jesus. I pray, O God, that our light will shine so that men will see our good works and glorify you in heaven. It's all about you, Lord Jesus. Father, this afternoon we call upon you. We put our sister Hedia before you this afternoon, O God. I pray that you would touch her, O God. Lord Jesus, strengthen her. She needs, O God, encouragement. She needs, Lord Jesus, for you to keep your hand upon her, O God, and her family. Strengthen them this time, O God, so that they, O God, will come through this time of sorrow, strengthen them, Lord Jesus. Father, I pray this afternoon also for the, the Ramos family Lord. I pray, O God that you would touch them from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet, O God. Particular Lord Jesus, His wife, O God, who is in the hospital and Lord Jesus, only you, O God, knows best. I pray, O God, that you would touch her, O God. Make her whole, O God, in the name of Jesus Christ. She's a servant, O God. Lord Jesus, restore her fully, O God, so she can continue to be a witness for you in the name of Jesus Christ. We ask you these mercies in Jesus Christ's name. Lord Jesus, I pray for my friend, the Rattigans, Lord. I pray that your hand will be upon them, O O God. Touch them, Lord. They are experiencing a physical situation, Lord. Touch them, Lord Jesus. Touch their family. Bring their family closer together. Strengthen them, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, like only you can, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Father, those of us in the congregation who are sick in the body, O God, Father, you know best, Lord. Touch them, Lord Jesus. Lay your hand upon them and keep them, O oh God. Restore them, Lord, so that they can be a witness for you in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, our family that is in California right now, cover them, Lord Jesus. Cover them, Lord. Lord Jesus, bring them back safely so they can continue to worship with us in the name of Jesus Christ. And tonight, Lord Jesus, the man of God that will come before us and deliver your word i pray that you would touch him from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet lord jesus strengthen him oh god father continue to lift him up while he continues to humble himself before you lord strengthen him strengthen his family oh god give him that wisdom that knowledge and that understanding oh god to bring forth your word like an oracle oh god strengthen him, lord jesus father I pray that tonight, as we hear the word of God, we will be ready to accept the word of God. We will be ready, Lord Jesus, to hide it in our heart that we will not sin against you, Lord. Strengthen us in the name of Jesus Christ. As we say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus Christ's name. Clap your hands. Tonight, you may be seated for a minute. Tonight, um, as you might have looked around and seen, our pastor isn't here. And a congregation, well, not a congregation, but um, some of us are in um, California um, at a graduation, CSTI graduation. So tonight... We just want to, you know, um, make sure that we we mention it. Tonight, we'll have a special speaker. It's one of our own. It's one of our own, and um, I would like you to stand with me and welcome Minister Hasker. (laughs) Clap your hands and say, God bless. Minister Hasker.
1: It is Hasker. By the way. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Oh, we can do better than that. Let's give the Lord a hand clap this evening. Amen. Amen. If he's worthy, give him another hand clap. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 First, I want to thank um, you, you. You can be seated. You can be seated. Um, I want to thank Brother Henry for opening up in prayer. Um, I'll be honest. Um, today, I actually received um, just back to back bad news. Two people I know that I'm one, I, I taught her um, her first Bible study, and the second one, uh, she's like a grandmother to me, both um, fighting for their life in, in the ICU. Uh, and so the prayer was um, extremely helpful. Um, and so uh, we just have to continue. Um, one person he did mention up, uh, mention up is um, Sister Duramus. Um Let's just continue to keep her in our prayers. Um, she's a woman, like a powerful, powerful woman of God. Um you know, and she's just really, really fighting for her life. And so if you can, throughout the week, um, just continue to um, stay prayerful um, for her. Amen. Um, as Brother Henry said, our pastor isn't here um, this evening, but I'm always grateful whenever I am given an opportunity and a privilege um, to bring forth the word. In particular, I'm also extremely um, grateful when it's, it happens on a Thursday. Because I tend to think that Sunday is what I would probably say a reach service, right? So where the pastor is more so preaching um, to the lost, right? And really, the real development, at least my thinking, how I see things, really happens on midweek, which is unfortunate because it's actually, um, you have less people coming on midweek. And so I believe that the Lord has called us not to just be saved, but to also grow in him. Amen? And I believe a lot of that growing happens um, in midweek service. And I'm just going to pause. I do have one announcement that the pastor told me to make sure I do not forget. That is the Church Growth Conference in Plainsfield. Um, is Friday evening at, I cannot read my writing, at 7.30 p.m. and Saturday uh, morning at 10 a.m. So that is Friday evening at 7.30 p.m., and it's in Plainsville, and it's Saturday morning at 10 a.m. And if you need the address, I believe maybe Patrice can uh, can help you out with the address. All right. Amen. Uh, so as you can see, I'm sorry for those who are online viewing. You do not um, have this privilege to receive the the paperwork. Um, there was a document passed out today. Um, we're going to do something a little different, right? If you've been here with me on a a Thursday, you know, I'm, I'm, I really like interactive Bible studies. Uh, and so it's always my goal that whenever I'm done, you are able to take something home with you concrete, something practical. Um, I do believe with everything given me that the Lord has, um, giving me something very tangible, something very, very practical, um, that's specifically for our church, um and for those who are online, um you can I do believe you will be able to apply some of these um, um these skills in your everyday life at your workplace uh, etc. In two thousand and eight something um Something very interesting happened, right? Something very big happened in our um, in our country. I was 18 at the time, and um, it was the economic collapse, so, uh, sort of say, of the um, um, the real estate uh, market. And during that period, I never forget. I was watching the news and. Um, that uh, They said there were individuals, a guy in um, New York City jumped out that, um, his apartment building because he lost all of his uh, earnings, all of his savings and his, and his um, 401k. And it didn't just stop there. It actually kept going from New York all the way to California. There was reports of a high increase of suicides because individuals were losing money. Um, it was the the second worst economic crisis in American history and and it was on it was on the news not just in America but everywhere. It was on the news in China, it was on the news in Europe. It was on the news across the entire known world basically and through all of that, there was um, one statement that stood out to me this, It was a guy named Alan Greenspan. He was the, uh, in, in charge of the Fed Bank. Um, and he got on, um, he was on the news, and he said, they asked him, what do you think the issue is? What happened? And now for those who know, there was, there was just a lot of um, illegal behavior going on with some of the banks um, and just, just bad trading. And so I thought he was going to speak to that, that there was a lot of just bad stuff going on specifically on Wall Street, and the first thing he said, the first thing that he attributed to the number one cause, he said was leadership. He said it was bad leadership, it was bad leadership that caused the collapse of our economy, and then everything else fell um, second or third, but the first thing is bad leadership and so when i when when i heard that i was really taken back and it really stuck to me because in my mind i'm thinking well if bad leadership can do that something that negative something that widespread that attacks um millions of people then what can good leadership do and i actually um stayed with this thought for years and years and years and 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 so much so that when i went off to um to school um Still with me? Still, still the questions of 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 leadership. I um, one of my master's degree is in leadership, is in leadership. So I, I I studied this topic. I studied over a hundred articles. I went just nuts looking into this topic, because and at this point I'm a Christian now, and now I'm thinking also what can happen with good leadership in the church, and if we stop. Um, I'm blaming everything on the devil, but we take some ownership as a church and our um either uh inabilities or abilities uh, uh in, to lead. I think we would actually get much, much, much further. And as I scanned uh, a lot of different literature uh, at at um at school, there was a lot of secular stuff. And so I looked into a lot. Of, I looked into um some Christian stuff. Well, well, well. You know, what are the Christians saying about leadership? And I looked and I looked, I looked and I looked and there was some good stuff. There was some good stuff. But I I did not really find anything that looked what I would what I would call leadership, from an analytical um, approach, which is what we're going to do today. And by that, I mean, looking at leadership from tools that uh, secular theorists may uh, have provided and then applying it to the Bible, because I believe that leadership is first taught in the Bible. And so all these terminologies, all these different theories, if they are true, if they are accurate, then we should be able to also find that with some biblical characters um, today. Amen. And so it is with that that I, um, I want to talk to you about practicing servant leadership. Practicing servant leadership. And so what is... Servant leadership. I would say that servant leadership is leading from the bottom. In a nutshell, it is power plus influence equals servant leadership. So we're all familiar with the terminology of management, we're familiar with leading. And some may say, well, what's the difference? So I would say that management is more task-based. And leadership is more relational. Amen? And so servant leadership is leading from the bottom, in particular in the house of God, is because unlike the secular world, you don't need to have the CEO next to your name to be a leader. You could be a janitor and be a servant leader. Amen. You can be the usher and be the servant leader. You can just hold the doors in the house of the Lord and say, hi, God bless you. And be a servant leader because it is power plus influence. So what is that? What does that mean? Power plus influence. When I talk about serving leadership, I'm saying that when you serve, you develop or get what's known as referent power, and that is the power that comes from someone trusting in you, amen? That is when someone sees certain deeds that you do, and they respect it. They respect your consistency. They respect that they're able to depend on you. That is a sort of power that only comes from leading. And it is exactly because of this type of power that when you serve, you gain influence. An example, the president, he's considered a public servant. But the president only has global, uh, he's only a global leader because America has a global influence. And so if he there was no influence, he wouldn't be a global leader. But when you have the power and you know you have the influence, you can't stop there because what is power plus influence? That's nothing. You have to actually leverage that power to persuade people to act right and hopefully you do it in a in, in a godly manner because we know that some might do it in a you know in, a, in, in an ungodly manner amen think of it like and inf- think of it like power being a gas your gas or fuel in a car and it will power and influence um And you have um, um, leadership is the engine. So in order for the engine to work, you have to have the gas or the fuel. In order for you to be a good leader, you have to have power and influence. So it literally goes neck to neck. And that one can't go without the, the other. And so now that we know how we can become a better leader, we must now view various different behaviors a leader may have. And I'm actually building up. What we're going to do, we're going to look at certain theories, and then we're going to look at the Bible. And we're going to connect these theories with various different biblical characters. Um, And and you guys have a word bank that I handed out to you. And um, so I encourage you to also follow along. And I don't plan to be long. Um, I I'm not a long winded preacher. I get out the way when the Lord is done. Now, that being said, if I do stay long in 30 minutes, then, you know, the Lord isn't done, isn't done. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So first, I want to introduce um, the 10 servant leadership behaviors um, by the um, spheres at uh, leadership center. And some of these things we are familiar with, right? This is the, the, called the classical view of servant leadership. And he's actually referring to um, this basic characteristics that you would probably normally see a leader display. Listening, right? We, I don't have to explain that. Empathy, the ability to put yourself in someone else's position. Healing. And by healing, I'm not referring to, it could be a spiritual healing where you are, um, um, where you are actually, um, um, you know, the Lord is using you to heal someone. Or it could actually be um, comforting someone, right? And we see this really in the book of Job because Job, uh, he goes through so much um, um, turmoil and it says that his friends saw what great pain Job, Job was in and they just sat there quietly. Quietly. And so sometimes healing is just being being there for someone, saying nothing, but just being an actual body next to them. And so having the, having, um, uh, the ability to heal someone, awareness, persuasion, these are all things that we're familiar with. Conceptualization, that is the ability to step back and look at the big picture and understand how it all makes sense, how it all comes together. So that's conceptualization stewardship. And that's just taking care of people. The ability to just take care of people, commitment to the people. That is when you are accountable for someone else's growth. In a church context, it could be that person you're, you're, you're teaching a Bible study to. It could just be someone you're mentoring. But it is committed to the, uh, the people or a person. Building community. That is to foster the development of the community people. So it could be our own pastor who fostered the development of the church. Um, it could be the development of a life group. Um, It is you taking ownership and saying that I am going to invest in these group of people to get from point A to point Z, whatever that is. It's financial, it's spiritual, emotional, whatever it is. But it is you committing to a group of people for a, a certain cause. Amen. And these are all characteristics of an individual leader. Just characteristics, and next, right before we get to the text, because we got to get to the text, we want I just want to show you one more thing, and that is the five practices you may expect um, a leader um, to do in a given situation. And if you have your um, paper, and for those who don't, um, got the deacon, Joe, he passing it out. the first is model the way that's model the way and model the way is when a leader establishes a certain principle that he leads in order for those to follow an example would be if i want you to teach bible studies Instead of me telling you to teach Bible studies, and I just teach a Bible study. And I'm modeling the way in which I want you to follow. Amen? That's model the way. The second is inspire a shared vision. That is when the leader casts a vision that others can get behind. That could be done on a macro level, maybe an organization. It can be done on a church level, but it also can be done, as I said, in in a Bible study and some type of you may have a, a, um, a partnership with, you know, a group of, of girls. You guys are doing a certain Bible, a certain series. And, you know, you are um, 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 you guys are in agreement uh, to getting uh, uh, in an agreement to do something right. Um, whatever that is, that is being inspired by a shared vision the next one is actually what I think is a little more challenging because you don't see that too often. um, That's challenge the process because you have some people who actually do not like to go against the grain, right? Some people are non-confrontational and they will not challenge the grain. Challenge the process is doing just that. That is going against the norm to get the job done, right? And sometimes sometimes, and and that may even mean people may say, oh, I don't like her. Oh, she just she just do too much. Right. You know, that that may actually mean that. Right. And, and it's not be it's not being nasty. Right. It's not being nasty. Right. But but first you have this vision. Right. That maybe the pastor has his cast. Right. And then and then you have a job to do. And so now it's like, OK, I need to get to this vision. I have this job, but this is in my way. Now, some people would just say, "Okay, Pastor, I can't do it because such and such is in a way, right?" We don't want to do that. Sometimes, in a respectful way, we want to challenge the process, right? We don't, we don't want to just give up so easily. If 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 we can't go across the street to get it, maybe if we go around the corner, right? It might take longer to get there, but the goal is to actually get there. Amen. Enable others to act. That is when you foster a sense of collaboration, right? And so you think of enabling others to act as, as I told you, modeling the way is when you set an example for what you want, what you think people should do, right? And when they respond to that, you're actually enabling, enabling them to act, right? It is... It is because of your good deeds that they actually act. For, for, for example, and this is like, this is true. If you ever want to get someone who is being mean to you to stop, be nice. Continue to be nice. Continue to love them, and eventually they'll stop. But she's like, go And eventually, they will stop because you are one. You're modeling the way. You're telling them how you want to be treated by your by you treating them that way, right? And then by that, they will then respond. They will and they will act in a way. It might be them asking you for forgiveness. Or it might just be them doing an entire 180 and treat you better than what they actually treat you. Amen? Amen. And the last one, um, which I I, I actually find to be um, uh, really good and probably one of the most effective ones, that is encouraging the heart. And what that means is you as a leader, because we're all leaders, but it's you as a leader. You are recognizing an individual's contribution, and I think that's probably one of the most um, one of the most important ones because I can't tell you how many friends that I know that have um either left church or have uh you know even less left work um, because their contributions was was going unnoticed, and you do a lot for a person uh, when you're actually Doing something as simple as, that's a good job. I, I, I like that, you know. Even if even if it's not the best, but maybe, you know, they get an A for effort. And I know that's kind of cliche, but an A for effort is it's a real thing. Just because someone may try and fail, but the fact that they try, and a lot of times it's the people who aren't trying that's criticizing, right? You know, it's, it's, it's people criticizing you for doing something that, that, that that they themselves wouldn't do right and 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 so we have to get into as as a good leader uh we have to get into the the mode the mood of really going out of our way, even if it's intentional um with figuring out finding out um what this person um has contributed and give them praise for it amen and so we've we've we kind of we went through all the tools we went through all the tools um, and now we're probably going to go to what I think probably the best part um, is how do we apply those tools looking at the Bible and if you are um, feeling in your spirit where you feel like you may know an answer, you can put up your finger. I'm all for interactions. You guys, this is not my first rodeo. I'm all for it. All right. Uh, In Genesis chapter 37, at verse, and I actually remembered that Patrice said I cannot get the verses up there. That's all good. Who has their Bible? Who wants? Who wants to read aloud? Hey Amen. The deacon coming. He coming your way. Amen. Um, Genesis
0: chapter thirty-seven, 37 yep. verse one
1: to 10, 10.
0: ten. Yep. And Jacob dwelt in the land wherein his father was a stranger, in the land of Canaan. These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock when his brethren and the lad was with the sons of Bila and with the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was a son of his old age, and he made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it his brethren, and they hated him even more. And he said unto them, Hear, I pray you, this dream which I dreamed. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheave arose and also stood upright. And behold, your sheaves stood round about, and made obeisance to my sheep. And his brethren said unto him, Shalt thou indeed reign over us, or shalt thou indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him yet the more for his dreams and for his words. And he dreamed yet another dream, and told it his brethren, and said, Behold, I have dreamed a dream more, and behold the sun and the moon and the the eleven stars made obeisance to me, and he told it to his father and to his brethren, and his father rebuked him and said unto him, "What is this dream that thou hast dreamed? Shall I and thy mother and thy brethren indeed come to come to bow down ourselves to thee to the earth? Amen amen, amen.
1: So what we see in this text is that we see Joseph receives two dreams, right? And these dreams are actually from the Lord. And he shared these dreams with his family members, with those he loved, those who know him, right? Those who want the best, or well, one person for sure want the best for him, right? Um, But it didn't go that well, right? Joseph is... Engaging in a shared vision that fails dramatically. It fails. He thought that this that they were going to hear this vision and they were going to get behind him. He thought they were going to hear his vision. They were going to support him. They were going to recognize that this is from the Lord. They was going to understand and be and probably be even more receptive to to, to what he actually thought that it meant. But instead, they got offended instead they took it the wrong way instead they took it the exact opposite way that joseph thought it was going to come about it didn't work based off of the notes that you guys that i passed it out now i'll give you an answer but but first i want to see who can guess why it didn't work There was something Joseph was missing, and he d- he doesn't have it. And this is something that you need to be a leader. Oh, got, 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 oh, the, 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 the deacon, the deacon, go ahead. <laughs> he was missing a good relationship with his brothers. A good relationship with his brothers, good. Referent power. Amen. Amen. Both right. Both are right. Joseph did not have influence or reference power. And a lot of times in the house of God, right, you have people that may feel like, oh. I have this idea. I tell somebody. And nobody cares. Right. And they get bummed out and some will even go run to the pastor. And just say, Pastor, there's nobody likes me, right? It's everybody's fault. But they're not realizing they're not following you because you don't have influence over them. You don't have influence because you're not a servant. Since you're not a servant, you don't have that referent power, that power that gives, that builds up trust and respect. Because unlike the secular world where you know it's your degrees it is it's it's um it's your your history your employment history experience unlike the secular world in a church you're actually elevated by serving you know i i um um i i heard i heard someone I heard someone say um actually the church mom, my wife came from the uh, first lady uh, she she told me that um god's math is different than ours and this is a, a, a prime example where how how the secular world sees leadership, but God sees it total opposite. He sees it from the bottom up. Amen. Now, how many are familiar with um, the Potiphar story, Joseph and Potiphar's house? Amen. Just generally, vaguely. Right. A few points that I kind of uh, I want to go over. So the first is that we know that um um Joseph refused Potiphar's seductive wife. Right? Um if you don't know the story, you, uh she was pressing on him and he the brother runs out almost you know bare naked and he just got up out of there and he said, Listen, I ain't got time for that, you know, and he and he, he gets out. What would that be considered? What would that be considered? He understood what was going on. He understood what would happen if he stayed. And he made a decision based off that. And if you need a hint, what is it? Expert? Expert? Nope. Good one. Go ahead. Come on, Deacon. Deacon, you got it. Come on. Is it cohesive? Nope, that's close though. Good, good. I I I'll give y'all a hint. It is within the ten servant leadership behaviors. Reference. <laughs> it's good. What is it? Foresight is one. That's good.
2: Stewardship.
1: Nope, nope.
2: Stewardship.
1: Nope. Awareness. Awareness. He was aware of the consequences. He was aware that hey, if I get in bed with this girl, not only is God gonna kill me, but Pharaoh gonna kill me, right? And he knew that not only could he not do it, he knew her enough. He knew, recognized her spirit enough. That I couldn't talk my way out of it. That I actually have to run. Right? He he literally had to run out of the area. That's awareness. That is understanding. That is a leader understanding the pros and cons of a particular situation. Understanding their surroundings. Your question? Okay. Yeah. Um, understanding their their surroundings. The second is We know that um, Joseph was a dream interpreter, right? He would interpret um, the Pharaoh's dream, right? And he was pretty good at it, Um, very good. What do we say about that? What what behavior would that be if he's interpreting someone's dream? Come on, Patrice. Foresight. Foresight. That's good. That's good. Something else. To interpret someone's dream
2: you have
1: to listen. Listening. You have to listen. You have to listen. I didn't hear you, Jordan, if you said that. I'm sorry. Well, there you go. You know, Jordan, Jordan, too. Good one. You have to be a listener. And 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 here's the, the, the thing is. The Pharaoh is coming to Joseph. This is someone who doesn't know the Lord. Right. Pharaoh doesn't know the Lord. He's coming to Joseph. This is just me and my and my thinking. Right. My, my version of the Bible. He's coming to Joseph and he's telling him a bizarre dream that he has. It's probably what's crazy to Joseph, but he listened from the beginning to the end and pondered, and then and so you can also say that his response was an act of healing, right? Where where him telling Pharaoh's dream was a way to ease his tension, to ease his his frustration, and so yes, so some of these things have multiple answers. Right. But this one in particular is. Listen, listening I, in the Bible study that I have with the young with the young people, we were talking about um, evangelism and I was telling them how, you know, you don't have to be a Bible scholar um, to evangelize. Right. You don't have to know the word through and through to go outside and tell people about Jesus, because for the most part and this is, and you guys know, you guys have been out as well, is that some people just want to be heard. Some people just want to say, I had a crappy day, and if you can pray for me and I go on about my way, that'll make it much better, right? And and it seemed like it is just such a small task to just listen. But you'd be surprised. Some people actually like to talk more than listen, right? And so um, working it, working with yourself to become a better listener is an amazing thing to do in the house of God, because unfortunately, we don't have a lot of listeners. We have a lot of talkers. Amen. Amen. We also see in the same story that um, Joseph gives Pharaoh a picture of the future. What's to come? What these and as he interprets the dreams. What is that?
2: Inspiring a shared vision.
1: No, good one. Nope. I'm disappointed, Sister Hasker. That's my wife. That's is it foresight? Foresight. Yes. Yes. That is having. <laughs> that is having foresight. You know. So she knows this right? And, and it's very disappointing that she got there wrong. That can't happen again. <laughs> and for those online, that's my wife. I can talk to her like that. Foresight, right? This is Joseph having foresight. And and a lot of times we don't need, it foresight doesn't happen, um, when you're interpreting a dream, right? Because a lot of us aren't dream interpreters, right? Some are, but a lot of us may not be, right? Um, Foresight, and, and we'll see other biblical examples, foresight uh, um, could be you just seeing, an example would be parents have the ultimate foresight, okay? They see the mistakes their child is going to make, and they correct them in the present, right? So that's that's like, like the, one of the most obvious, you know, examples I can think of when you think about foresight. We also see in a story that Joseph, he stores up grain, and he does this uh, because of a, 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 a famine that is to come. So he stores up grain. What would this be? So you say expert. Okay, I think I can go with that. That's one. I can go with that.
0: Can you go with building community?
1: Nope, nope, not building community. What'd you say? What? Go go ahead, Deacon. Give, give, give him what, what he said. I said community. No, no, good one. He's He's aware. He's aware. And so a lot of times, aware, I'll give you this one. Aware and foresight can seem similar right so uh, so aware is knowing what's going on in the present situation right foresight is being able to predict it is being able to see beyond that 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 the present situation and so him storing up grain he sees beyond knowing that we're going to need grain in the future for the famine right and then one of the uh, more uh, I think my favorite part of the story is obviously when he um, uh, um, forgives his brothers, right uh, He forgives his he forgives his brothers uh, and, and they repent, and he basically welcomes them. you know and here he he's, he's, he's powerful. you know, literally with a snap of a finger, he can have them killed, have him locked up, thrown into a dungeon somewhere. But he forgives them. He he knows that they're sorrowful. He feels it. This is. Are you sure you want to answer? Empathy. 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 What did you first say? Huh? (laughs) Did you say empathy? I thought someone else said empathy. She said empathy. Okay. Empathy. Yes. This is empathy. Showing empathy, being able to get into someone else's situation, someone else's problem, and feel what they feel even when that person has done you wrong, right? (laughs) I'll give you an example. I was with a um, a cousin, uh, someone who um, um, I'm very close with, and and, and I'm not going to say names. Some of you are familiar with whom I'm speaking of, but we are in a car and we see someone who um a month ago hit his car and um, uh, 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 <laughs> um <laughs> threw up their middle finger and drove off okay now at this point it is pouring down raining right he had to pay over a thousand dollars to get his car fixed um, it's pouring down rain we're driving and we see this person and he pulls over and he said, Do you need a ride? And so I said, that, that's the person with your car. Sir, you? <laughs> and he said, I know, but it is pouring down raining, Isaiah, and I cannot let this person walk home. I know where they're walking to. And so, do you need a ride? Such an act of kindness even surprised the birth, per- the other person, the other individual. Where she's just like, I'm going home. You going to take me? Says, yes, get in the car. And so me, I'm not there yet, right, where I'm at now. I tell him, I said, do you, do you remember how much the car costs? Because maybe you can <laughs> work out a deal to get some money. But he didn't do that. He drove from one side of the town. To the other side of town. He went beyond his feelings of anger and frustration. The fact that he lost money. That he had to pay a thousand dollars. That he didn't. uh, For something that he himself didn't cause. That's empathy. That is really empathy. Because I'm a different person today though. So I probably. I would do that today. Lord willing. Amen. (laughs) Amen. The next portion of scripture we'll get into is um, very uh, uh, um, popular portion of scripture. It's Proverbs chapter thirty-one. And now I know that a, a um, um, we hear this this text a lot, right? If you go to women's conference, they talk about you know the Proverbs, you know thirty-one woman, right? And sorry to like bust everyone's bubble. Right. The Proverbs 31 is actually not depicting the model for a wife. Okay, sorry. Um, You know, love me still. Uh, So so I don't see that being taught in Proverbs 31. However, there are some good nuggets, good principles being taught in his wisdom literature. And if everyone's there, say amen, because I want you to follow me with this amen amen Deacon, you getting ready Deacon alright man so at Proverbs 31 we start at verse 12 and I'm just paraphrasing um, it says that she does him good and not evil and just to paraphrase paraphrase again she is committed to his success She does some good. She doesn't do things that will harm him. She doesn't do things that will hinder or stop his success. So she's and I think I may have given it away. But what do you guys think it is? Commitment to. Growth. She's committed to his growth. She knows that everything good that she that she do for him will add to his growth. And anything evil will stunt his growth, right? And and this is beyond um, the context of of marriage. And just to let you know, so, so okay, I don't want to get into the proverb thirty one. Um, um, so this is beyond marriage. This is one person committing to another person this is in Proverbs 31 is actually a mother speaking to her son right so it's not a husband and wife it's a mother speaking to her son about whom he should get uh and 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 in church in church I, and i've seen this i am probably one of maybe a couple people of only a couple people um that within my age bracket that when i first got in church Um, Was still is, is still in church now. I've seen. Tens. 30, 40, 50 plus. People just my age have walked away from the Lord. And and some have told me this, but not all. I believe it is just because of this. No one was committed to their growth. No one said this brother or this sister. I am committed to see them grow in the Lord. When they saw that this brother or this sister posting pictures of drinking or going out, they judged and they did not rededicate themselves to commit to helping this person. And as a church, if we're able to get at least 80 percent participation, right, where we are committing to someone else's growth, I think we would blow the roof off this place. I, like we, like spiritually and, and literally, literally, physically, we just we just will not be able to fit in this entire building, because that's attractive. When people see that someone else is committed to another person's growth, someone else that comes from a different background as you, someone else from an, someone else that is a different ethnic group than you, racial group than you, a different gender than you, when when sinners see that sinners who are lost, who need that, who need someone to just give them a hug, that's attractive. Amen. Verse 15. It says. She gets up while it is still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her servants, her female servants. So what is she doing? Stewardship. Bishop, you are moving slow. <laughs> so so if you can just raise your hand so the people um virtual can also hear. So that's
2: stewardship.
1: <laughs> stewardship, yes. She she's she's cooking breakfast. She's feeding them. She's serving them. That's stewardship. And a lot of times that actually gets overlooked. Sister Sylvia and her patties. Stewardship. Seriously, it's it's stewardship, and I, but this is why we should thank, thank you, Sister Sylvia. She doesn't have to do it, right? When we have our All Nation Sunday and, and and our our um food um events where everybody's bringing in all the delicious food that I that I don't eat anymore, unfortunately, um, and we have a handful of people. That have decided instead of eating first, I'm actually going to help serve the food. Stewardship. That's stewardship. And it shouldn't go unnoticed. Because that is a a a, a leadership trait. That is servant leadership. Amen. Verse 20. No, verse uh, 18. It says she sees that her trading is profitable and I actually want somebody to read the entire verse because um, this is a good, a good verse so that's Proverbs 31 at verse um, uh, 18 you read it no
2: she perceiveth that her merchandise is good her candles goeth not out
1: by night Amen. 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 So what is this? She sees that her merchandise is good. She sees that it's profitable. It's going to bring back a return.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I said commitment.
1: No, but that's a good one. That's a good one. Foresight. Foresight. Yes. Yes. She sees that what she's doing right now, it may not bring forth the immediate return, but in the future, a future return. And that is one of the, I think at least a key characteristics of a good leader is because they measure how effective they are based on the results, right? especially in the church context when there are so many different things that needs to be done. And unfortunately so little people wanting to do it, a good leader can do. And I, I you know pastor said this all the time is that, you know, for him, he's not looking for, you know, you're not more safe because you do a million things because he understands that, that, that is burnout and a good leader wouldn't do that. Amen. And so What she does is she sees how it will pay off in the future, right? That could be you picking up someone at church, to go to church, bringing them to Thursday Bible study, bringing them to Sunday Bible study. It might not mean anything right now, right? But it actually might pay off. That's actually how I got here. Like Someone just kept bringing me to church, right? And that person's not even in church anymore, but – Literally, just kept bringing me to church. It might pay off. Amen. Verse 20. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy.
2: Empathy. Say it again. Empathy.
1: No. Good. Nope. Nope, nope. So, hand up. So, but the, the deacon. Okay, because he he give me a look like I ain't gonna tell y'all again. And so, <laughs> stewardship. <laughs> stewardship. Okay, so, so this has multiple meanings. So stewardship is one. So you the man. There's another one. Sister house you want to go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she extends she extends her hand to the needy. Healing. Healing. And, and her hand was, I don't know what to tell you, uh, Deacon. Healing. Yes. She sees the need. She addresses it. Right? She gives of herself. She gives of maybe her resources to help someone else in need. And so, again, this isn't spiritual healing, right? It's not, oh, you're sick and I'll just pray for you and you're healed, which that can be the case, but it's not always the case. Sometimes it might just be somebody need a coat. Sometimes they might just need somebody to talk to. Sometimes they might just need food, right? Healing looks different. And what she does, she engages in the act of healing. Verse 21, remember, hands raised, or I got to see the deacon look at me. Verse 21, when it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet.
2: Is that um who's talking?
1: Is that foresight or stewardship?
2: I think that has a double meaning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. No, nope, good. Good. Yes, no to both. Yes. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. So what she is what she's doing is she is leading by example. She's fearless. Not community. She's modeling the way. You said that? I don't think you said that. She's modeling the way. She's leading by being fearless. She's saying, "Be what I'm, what I am." Right? If you want somebody to teach a Bible study, teach a Bible study yourself. It's not a question. <laughs> you have something to share? And that's what she's doing. She's she's modeling the way. Verse 25, it says that she is clothed with strength and dignity. She's clothed. This is probably a a, a harder one. Um, So she's clothed with strength and dignity. But if you think if you think about what we said about the other one where she's setting an example of fearlessness and then in this one she's clothed with strength and dignity she's respected oh Patrice you got an answer I see it that's the holy ghost <laughs> inspired shared vision now Patrice how are you going to say it's <laughs> <laughs> not <laughs> not inspired <to> shared vision <laughs>
2: Uh, challenge the process.
1: Nope. She. Well, anybody want to go before I say it? Huh? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Model the way. Jordan got it. She's modeling the way. She's 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 showing that she's respected. She's respected. She has credibility. She's being what she wants others to be. Amen. Huh? And yeah, yeah, amen. Verse twenty-six. She speaks with wisdom, and faithful instructions is on her tongue. She speaks with wisdom. And faithful instructions is on her. Wait, go ahead. Wait for the deacon. Encouraged your heart ah, that's good that's good that's one of two It's two so that's good you on, on the ball awareness no brother how you let your little brother get you
2: Inspire a inspired
1: vision. a shared vision you said that okay so we catching on people can you okay so she inspired a shared vision she opens her mouth she shares the vision of what to do and why inspired a shared vision verse 28 it says her children arise and call her blessed her husband also and he praises her now i give you i give you a hint we've i don't i don't think we've said this one yet nope oh i can't hear you because you guys aren't raising your hand
2: Enable others to act. Go ahead, go ahead.
1: That's right. That's right. Enable others to act. It is because of what she do, it enables others to respond. So she's getting praises based off of what she do, based off what she's doing. So she is enabling others to praise her just by serving, right, um, just by Inspiring just by being who God has called her to be. Amen. Some wrapping, wrapping up here. So we're going to look at the great Moses in this next portion. In Exodus chapter 7, verses 8 to 13, we read that Moses performs a signs of miracles right and if you remember the story you know that he's um showing pharaoh um whom god is and and that god is with him by by showing by doing miracles rather that is putting the his um um his 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 staff on the ground and there's a snake so very different miracles what would that be and the key would be He's showing Pharaoh God is with him. I'm going to do this to show you God is with me.
2: Maybe uh, inspire a shared vision?
1: Nope. I tell you, it is one of the 10 leadership behaviors. Just to let you know. Give you a hint. Persuasion. Persuasion. He is persuading Pharaoh. He's he's proven to Pharaoh that God sent me. He's proven to Pharaoh that God is with me. Amen. In, in Exodus 5, and we also see in 32, um, 11 and 14, we see that Moses um, pleads on behalf of the children of Israel. In one text, he pleads to God that God spare them and look over their their murmuring and their anger and their selfishness. In the next text, he pleads to Pharaoh to tell Pharaoh to let God's people go. He understands them. He wants them free. And to help help you out, he was in Pharaoh's house. Right. He was in Pharaoh's house and he stepped down. As you know, the story where 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 he saw, you know, an Egyptian beating one of the slaves. And he kills him. Something happened. What did he do? He stepped out of his high position. And went into their low position. That is.
2: Empathy.
1: Empathy. That's empathy. Good. In Exodus nine verse one, Moses said, "Let my people go, so that they may worship me." He's talking to Pharaoh. Pharaoh was considered divine. To even get in his presence and to say something. He don't like is a death wish. But he has a mission. God told him to do something. He believes in his heart. So he goes before a person who can kill him and he tells him to let my people go to let God's people go. What is he doing? Nope.
2: Is it on the tenth or is it oh it part
1: of Nope. Is he challenging the process? He's challenging the process. He's challenging the norm. He's going against what is socially acceptable to get God's um uh, to, to, to allow God's will to be done, to allow God to use him. He's going against what is acceptable. And sometimes that happens in church where we are doing things that is not a little outside the norm. And people may question, why are you doing this? Is that necessary? Do you have to do all that stuff? Why be extra? But they don't know that you're actually doing what the Lord asked you to do. And that could be a direct communication from you and the Lord, or it can be something our pastor, uh, um, that God used him to tell you. Um uh, in numbers thirty four verses one through twelve we see that Moses gives an outlook of the promised land he tells them where they're going what's it going to be what's it's going to be like and um and and he raises or, or or he he decreases rather their concerns right he basically tells them this is it's gonna be okay we're going to this promised land you know the land flowing milk and honey not we'll to worry about nobody trying to kill us Nope, nope, but that I guess that can be one, but that's not what I'm thinking of, but that's good.
2: Building a community or community? Nope. Encourage the heart.
1: Nope. So he's telling them foresight. Nope. Somebody said it. Inspired a shared vision. shared vision. He's inspiring a shared vision. He's telling them, remember, they're not there. They're not in the promised land yet. They are transitioning to the promised land. And so, since they're not there yet, it is a vision, but it's also a vision that they can get behind. It's a vision that takes them out of their current situation. And it it takes them to the future. As we finish up, and and I did say 30 minutes, but I did say if I continue to go longer, it's the Lord. Amen. So, we're finishing up. uh, Matthew chapter 16. Um, verse 17, Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by the father in heaven. In the context of this is um, Peter understanding who Jesus is, who the son of man is. And he says, bless is for you. You understand. You get it mentally. So, and awareness. well, that's good, that's good, but that's a good one. He said awareness, and to give you he's encouraging the heart that's a good that's a good one no, no, that's not what I'm thinking about, but that's a good one too Reward. no, nope, no, nope. nope. so to give you more more of a context, Peter understands who Jesus is based on what he has seen. He stepped back and he calculates all of the things that he sees Jesus does in what he has read and by the prophets. And based off of that, of him stepping back and looking at this and this, and he then says who Jesus is. Nope.
2: Is it reverent?
1: Nope. Reverent. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, conceptualization, right? He conceptualized who Jesus is. He connects what Jesus, huh? Conceptualization? Oh, she made the, uh, uh, Sister Hasker made it. You sure? What? Oh, Sister Hasker, that is just... Wow. Okay. All right. So so I guess we'll go with awareness as well for those who said awareness in Sister Hasker. Okay. <laughs> in Luke chapter 4 verse 38, we see Jesus leaves the synagogue and uh, he went to the home of Simon. And Simon's mother was um, suffering with a high fever and we see that Jesus Helped her, healed her, rather. What is this? And 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 to highlight, I want to highlight. Jesus follows Peter. Jesus goes to Peter's house. It's a it's a little little more challenging, but building community is could be one, building community. Healing is one. There's one more building community healing. And then you have, so for him to go to his mother's house, nope, he is committed, right? This commitment to people. And a lot of times, even, and this is a prime example, um, see in this, um, and the reason why I chose this text is I can actually, I could have chose a bunch of other texts in the Gospels where we see um, the disciples following Jesus. But this is actually a rare occasion where Jesus is following one of the disciples. Right. And a lot of times, especially in church, where we, 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 we become leaders, you know, um, public leaders, rather, and we get so just caught up, you know, where we don't even go to other people's house. Right. We don't even invite other people over. Right? It's just follow me, me, me. But in this text for Jesus, he goes, he goes to Peter's house. If you read the text elsewhere, you yes, you see he stays over there as well. Not saying I expect pastor to show up in my house, um, <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying. Yeah. And in Acts 10, uh, we see, we we'll read about the, um, the story of, of Cornelius and, and uh, we see that the whole story about the angel um speaks to Cornelius and, and then Peter gets it, has a dream, and he goes to, he goes to Cornelius um, and he basically just witnessed to him, and, and Cornelius has a conversion experience. So what is this? And this, is, this could be a couple different things, right? because if you, in the story, Peter gets a vision of um, animals that he legally, by their law, cannot eat. Right. And God tells him, don't let don't call um, unclean what I call clean. So basically referring to the Gentiles. He's not supposed to be in that area with a Gentile. And he goes. So that's one right there. And there's another one, because when he gets there, Cornelius tells him about everything that has happened. His experience. That's another one. And then Peter responds. And then that's another one. So there's actually three examples here. And let's see who can get. Nope. challenged the process. He challenged the process. He challenged the process by going to a Gentile, right? Which is again for him it's not lawful. Two more. He modeled the way. That's good. One more. Nope. Nope. So, so I'll give you another example. He gets into his situation. He understands his experience that he's had with the Lord. He empathizes. He empathizes. Amen. And I am, as I really come to a close, any questions, comments, or concerns? Very good. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for using me. I thank you for this word, Lord God. I thank you for this Bible study. I pray, oh, Father God, that it will literally melt in the hearts of your people father god teach us to be o lord god servant leaders teach us father god to be what you have called us to be lord god open up our eyes to the practices in which you have already shown in your word lord jesus help us oh father god help us lord god to get beyond ourselves lord jesus Help us oh father god to encourage others lord jesus help us oh father god to model the way lord god let us not be judgmental lord god but father let us lord jesus lead by example father god let us lead by example lord jesus god touch our hearts and our minds lord jesus god we need you lord god now more than ever lord god lord god just like bad leadership lord god can tear economies lord god Lord, we know and recognize that good leadership, Lord God, can build up millions of churches, Lord Jesus. God, good leadership, oh, Father God, can double this church, Lord Jesus. God, I pray right now, Lord God, help us, Lord Jesus. Give us wisdom, Lord God. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear, Lord God. God, we we commit right now, Lord God, we rededicate ourselves today, Lord God, to the pastor's vision, Lord Jesus. We get behind him, oh, Father God. We get behind him, Lord Jesus we get behind him oh father god we understand you have called us here with a purpose lord god god we won't sit down any longer lord jesus Lord God, we won't sit down any longer god we say yes to you lord jesus we say yes oh god to the plans in which you have bestowed upon our pastor lord jesus god if if we don't have the vision oh father god share the vision to us lord god if we don't have the burden lord share the burden with us lord god god help us lord jesus help us lord god Help us, oh God, to just challenge the process, Lord God. To step out of ourselves, Lord God, to step out of our own selfishness, Lord Jesus. God, help us, oh God, to be better, Lord God. Be better Christians, Lord God, be better mentors, oh God. Help us to just model the way more, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, we love you, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, we give you honor and adoration, Lord God. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Oh, just just real quick, real quick. Just just give him a minute of just praise in the name of jesus we praise you lord god oh in the name of jesus oh if you want to rededicate yourself to servanthood this evening hallelujah jesus we rededicate ourselves to servanthood lord god oh the honor and the praise lord jesus oh we need by serving oh god thank you lord god open up our eyes to understanding lord god in the name of jesus in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Amen.
0: Thank you, Minister Hasker. Thank you. Let us give us give um, Minister Hasker a round of applause. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you all. God bless you. Good night. Oh, there's a basket around the back.
2: Let's by the basket and if there's anything
0: can contribute.